Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. It's uh, April 20th, 420. Right. Many, uh, many of us who enjoy the marijuana, I say us like I'm one who does. I really, you know, when it became legal, Maria and I, we got into it. We thought this, you know, it's, I, and I believe this to be true. And I probably should go back to the stores and investigate a little bit more about it because I really believe that um, it's it's probably better for you than alcohol. I really I think alcohol just this is just a personal opinion, but I believe it you know causes certainly a lot more damage to families than marijuana ever has, and I think physically alcohol over a very long period of time probably causes more damage okay. to your liver and kidneys and other things than uh, than smoking. I've heard that does. opinion before, yeah. yeah. But so we tried. I mean, early on when it first became legal, you know, I got a little two-hitter cigarette. You pack it with the uh, with the marijuana, and we would uh, every evening for a, a few nights in a row, we'd take a couple of hauls. But Maria would always end up doing circles in the living room, <laughs> climbing the walls, and she'd be freaking me out. And uh, my little buzz would get ruined because she couldn't, you know, she'd get paranoid and wound up. So we ended up uh, giving it up. But uh, it is uh, April 20th or 20, and it became... 420 back in 1971 uh, when a group of stoners at a high school in california would meet at 420 every afternoon to smoke they would say 420 as code and it started spreading from there it's pretty crazy yeah it started from like one high school group but is it still is it still really a, a thing because at the time it was about you know uh, all right, this is a secret code. 420. Shouldn't be doing this. Let's just say 420 mm-hmm. instead of, hey, do you want to go smoke a joint? Right. Right. Now that it's open and available, yeah. you know, I, I guess in some places it's not. Uh, and so maybe 420 is more of a thing than, than to be celebrated than today. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. I am surprised it did reach around to so many. And certainly in North America, Canada, it was a thing. You'd be that people at Young and Dundas right, you know, yeah. celebrating on this day. and uh, Yeah, for, for a bunch of stoners to come out with it, you would think with a bunch of stoners, being lackadaisical and forgetting things is part of the <laughs> trademark. It'd be like, was that 420, dude? Or was that 440? 4 a.m., p.m.? What are we doing, dude? An interesting list of uh, artists and the odd requests they have made or strange requests on their contracts when they roll into arenas and different venues for shows. Weird Al Yankovic, he once and always did request uh, Hawaiian shirts at every appearance. Eventually he stopped, though, when he collected way too many. (laughs) (laughs) Cher says she likes a separate room for her wigs. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of them, and they're big. Jennifer Lopez, she prefers an all-white dressing room to keep her mind and spirit at ease. Sure. I, and I've heard others who were like the water has to be at a certain yes. temperature. Everything's got to yeah. be, the, the room has to be at a certain temperature. JLo yeah. likes white candles, couches, tables, and flowers all in white. Good luck, Ben Affleck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, dude. <laughs> Just picturing that meme of him outside with a dart yeah. <laughs> rolling his eyes. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Rihanna, she likes to have a plush animal print rug to walk barefoot on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you bring that yourself? You would think. Like you're bringing an entire tour with you, like trucks mm-hmm. full of stuff. And throw a carpet the in there? you got to put the carpet down? Yeah, I guess so. Um, 
Boy, she, during her pregnancy, she has really been uh, out there, you know, promoting um, women and mental health, the body, not, no body shaming women. Oh, she's gotcha. very proud of themselves during their pregnancy. But the thing is, she's wearing like hundreds of thousands of dollars of designer clothing. Right. Like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I know you're trying to do the positive thing. That's great. Yeah. But show yourself in a hoodie and sweats. Yeah. And Joe s- Fresh. Yeah. That, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Justin Timberlake, he has doorknobs sanitized every two hours. Oh. I guess it makes sense. He's got Even a more sing. so now, right? He doesn't yeah. want to get sick. Yeah. There's God knows how many people going in and out of rooms. Yeah. Beyonce. And, well, funny, because, sorry, before, okay. before, you know, the last, before the pandemic, mm. that would have seemed like such a, a ridiculous request. Yeah. Right. Now it's like, wow, two hours is, this guy's liberal. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wonder, uh, I wonder if he has the same rule around his house. Now, that would get annoying. Mm-hmm. Did you wipe down the doorknobs? No, Justin, I didn't. Beyonce, she has her dressing room set at 78 degrees and likes to have well-seasoned chicken. Oh. Hmm. Well, is that like 11 herbs and spices? Maybe. Or is that... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what the hell is well-seasoned? Maybe. Um, there is a comedian. Uh, he was on SNL. He hosted a few weeks back. Gerard... Gerard yeah, how does he say his name? It's not Jared. It's Gerard Carmichael. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Black comedian. Uh, I'd never heard of him when he hosted SNL, uh, but I have found him to be just one of the funniest guys and most interesting in his uh, the way he approaches his stand-up. So he was on with Trevor Noah recently promoting his new, most recent uh, stand-up uh, that is on HBO, I believe. And... Um, and it's very intimate, and the camera work is very close on his face. And he just shares all these secrets that he's kept to himself about his life and his family. And uh, the audience is interacting with him. It's very well done. Anyhow, the reason I bring him up is because I, I thought he, I thought it was so well done that he has two other stand-up specials that I went back and watched. And he has this great bit about when it's okay for women to treat you badly uh, have affairs on you, uh, and the, the one time is if they make a lot more money than you. So he used Beyonce. He was like, so example, if I was married to Beyonce, she could beat up my mom once. <laughs> she could have affairs on me right in front of my face. We just went on and on about what she could do to him, and it was it was very good. So I, was, I got myself caught, speaking of comedians, down the rabbit hole yesterday of YouTube. And saw Chris Rock's first television appearance. Mm. It was on the Joan Rivers show. Oh wow! He came wow. in. He, I think he was twenty, and he came in and did a did a bit, and it was painful. Really? Oh, wasn't like, funny. It was just well. I think part of it. It was kind of funny, but he was trying to be you know reserved because he was on television. Mm. Uh, and he even said it made a joke or a comment about it. if this was on cable, that joke's funnier, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, it was awkward how the segment ended. They basically, they played him off with music. Really? They, to, 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 and he didn't know he was done. And oh, then dropped the mic. Joan invited him over. It, it was really just awkward. And then Joan slapped him. <laughs> Selena Gomez, after her breakup with Justin Bieber in 2014, she had those on her team named Justin go by different names. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Jay-Z, during a 2009 tour, requested seven dressing rooms at each venue and high-quality peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Mm-hmm. High quality. Yeah, you need the good stuff. <laughs> Not the no-name. No. Britney Spears, at a 2011 London show, she requested McDonald's cheeseburgers without the buns, 100 figs and prunes, <laughs> toothpaste, fish and chips, and a framed photo of Princess Diana. Jeez. 
Wow. <laughs> Hang maybe on. she needs maybe she Burgers did need without the buns. Yeah. Do you really need the prunes then at that point? No, you'll be fine. <laughs> maybe maybe her dad was right all along. <laughs> and uh, Metallica during their 2004 tour they requested bacon to be served with every meal. Nice. Kind of think of what I would want. Like if I was on tour, what would you request? Right. Uh, I need a, like a comfy chair. You think you need like, a dressing room? I think I'd like, well, if you're just sitting back there, yeah. you know, lounging there, maybe one of those, uh, if I was going to get exotic, maybe one of those, like, cool massage chairs. Right. You know, when we're, uh, you know, sometimes we're doing remotes um, mm-hmm. at Visions and stuff. They got those, like, like really nice massage chairs. Mm-hmm. One of those. But maybe those are, a personal masseuse. Oh, there you go. I know what you could use. Right. Uh, every arena, uh, a putting green. Golf simulator. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can I, go with that. I just want a stocked fridge <laughs> and not food. <laughs> you know, our smartest minds in the world have yet to have cured cancer, uh, but they're working hard uh, trying to do that. And I guess at the same time, having some fun in the lab, you know, you got to lighten it up a little bit. That right. Can, that cancer can be heavy yeah. <laughs> day in and day out. Uh, so these uh, MIT scientists have started studying the optimal ways to twist open Oreos. Oh. Researchers at MIT have been trying to determine if there's a way you can twist open an Oreo so that each of the cookie parts has an equal spread of cream. All right. Is it all not coming off on one side or being split down the middle? Is that what we want? They, maybe that's what we need. I don't know. The scientists are smarter than us. Okay. They call it Oreoology. Oreoology. And they use 3D printing instruments called Oreo meters. Wow. That could hold the Oreos and then apply precise varying levels of pressure and torque to carefully open them up. Trying to figure out whether or not there's some very disappointed parents (laughs) (laughs) who paid for a lot of education. Yeah. (laughs) And they're not studying cancer. It's Oreos. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How's your son doing at MIT? (laughs) Fine. Fine. (laughs) Never mind. <laughs> so all this research, all this study, and you know what they found? Nothing. Can't do it. Can't do it. There's well, no secret trick to opening an Oreo perfectly even. See, but I've always been one when I when I open the Oreo, I want all the cream on one side. Oh really? Yeah. Cause then I'll eat the uncreamed cookie first. That sounded weird. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> what do you like uncreamed, Lucky? <laughs> and then I'll eat the creamed cookie. Again, huh. weird sound. Now, are you a dipper? Like no. in the milk? No, I'm a splitter. So you like just the dry uh, cookie? Well, I don't like just the dry cookie, so that's why I eat that one first, get oh, it out of the way. Oh, I see. It's like eating all your veggies and then the steak. Kind of, yes. But that's why I like the Oreo thin. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't like as much cookie, but more cream, this is just getting awkward. When you go... Um, when you go and have a cookie or two or three or a row, right? Uh, are you um, a half biter? Like, are you a two bite guy, or are you just toss them in your gob and mow down? Uh, I think I'd be a two bite guy. Yeah, it depends, on, of course, on the size of the cookie. I got very upset the other day because I came up. Uh, I, I found this new kind of. It combines chocolate, so Cadbury chocolate, right? Like uh, chocolate chips in a cookie. So you get the Cadbury milk chocolate. Oh. In, but the picture on the box is beautiful. Right. This this cookie looks like the size of a Frisbee. Right. But when you get it, it's very small. It's a one-biter. I'm very particular with my, my cookie consumption. Mm. When it comes to, the, like, to the, my mother-in-law loves to bake chocolate chip cookies. Oh, beautiful. Which I find great. Yeah. And they're quite thin. Okay. With lots of chocolate chip in them. Okay. So when I 
take a cookie, I'll hold it up mm-hmm. into the light so I can see where the biggest arrangement of chocolate chips are. To make sure it's even. Well, not, to, not only to make sure it's even, because I'm not putting it back once right. I touched it, but where I want to take my first bite. You're like studying a diamond. Pretty much. The clarity. I'm a connoisseur of the chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the decadent chocolate chip first came out. I couldn't eat enough of them. We, the fr- remember the first time... Well, for us, it was our first time because when we got married, we moved right into a, our little cottage together. We So you had to go through that first big uh, grocery run because you need everything. <laughs> so she saw just what you ate. So, well, no, our, our little pantry, you know, Maria's, of course, the mature one. We need salt and sugar and we need oils and we need this. Oh, and, right. And yeah. all I'm doing is filling the cart with decadent chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> we can survive on this, babe. We'll be fine. You're about to witness the 12-year-old in Lucky and I come out. I read this this morning and thought, well, there's a headline you can't just pass by. Astronomers say probing Uranus should be a top priority. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. astronomers or proctologists? <laughs> One of them. Well, I think they would both agree. Right. Um this is uh, very important to them. They want a NASA to stop putting this off and get at it already. <laughs> now, to date, we haven't studied Uranus, Uranus in depth. Um, but uh, these astronomers want to create something called the Uranus Orbiter and Probe. Wow. The orbiter, of course, would orbit around it <laughs> and then drop a probe deep into Uranus. <laughs> Does it look a lot like Bezos' rocket? Because that would make sense. Yeah. Poor Uranus. Like, you, you can't even buy me a drink. <laughs> I'm just out here floating around, minding my own business, not bothering anybody. Until now, has it like kind of been like the sun where you know you can only take a little glimpse of it and look away? You know, we got caught staring at Uranus. That's right. Yes, that's probably it. Okay. They want to really uh, probe deep into the atmosphere. <laughs> Of the Uranus. They say it could unlock all sorts of secrets hidden by the clouds covering Uranus. You don't want to know about those clouds. Oh, they got a stench to them. Yeah. Wow. What did you have for dinner last night, Uranus? Uh, We still don't know exactly what Uranus is even made of. Hmm. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it won't happen quickly and could take a while. We'll share a couple of days. <laughs> Once a year on the anniversary. I'm surprised they haven't found it by accident. <laughs> Not there. Oh, we were going for Mars. We were looking for Venus. Can't found Uranus. All over the solar system. We don't know what we're doing. You get there, it's got exit only signs everywhere. Yeah. Um, if they get started, looking for uh, probing Uranus uh, now. Uh, they say... We How could, long? How long does it take? Uh, they say about 10 years oh, wow. to really give it a deep probing. <laughs> so, if you're into science, you could be probing Uranus. Sometimes I think I once saw a movie with that title. It's on the line, as always, for Helinda's Meets. It's Ted Reader. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Teddy, Good morning, everybody. You? Pretty good. Not too bad. Excellent. Can't complain. I'm up. Yep. Everybody's moving. That's right. You're you're upright. You're above ground. 
That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> Some days that's all we can ask for. Um, had a bit of a situation. Thought I was going to have to get you on an emergency call. We had a big family gathering, uh, and uh, my brother-in-law was doing a rack of lamb on the grill. Very nice and very tasty, but he had been told that you should do the lamb hot and fast. The problem was it was burning on the outside uh, quicker than the inside was cooking. Mm. So I said, well, what would Teddy do in this situation? And uh, I suggested to him to move it all to one side, crank up the far end of the grill, get that uh, indirect going so it would stop you know, crisping up the outside too fast and letting the inside uh, cook to like a, a medium rare. Now with lamb, the concern was, because, you know, you get a bunch of people and some are worried, oh, you can't eat lamb too rare or it's got to be well cooked or some said no no lamb is fine either way uh first of all so you don't ruin uh, an expensive piece of meat like that what's the best way teddy to grill a rack of lamb well yeah on a, on a gas grill uh craig you know you did come in there and and save the day thank you uh moving it to the indirect is is a good way to go hot and fast is good for lamb chops if you were to cut that rack into individual chops mm -hmm. And grill them that way, it's fine. Um, lamb is, is usually best served anywhere between the medium rare to medium doneness. Okay. Uh, when you're, when you're doing a rack, I would go the, the, uh, reverse sear method, which would be to put a thermometer probe into the center of that meat mm -hmm. and indirectly, uh, bring it up to temp temperature to an internal temperature of about 115, maybe 120 degrees at the most. And then crank up the one side and give it a quick sear okay. all around. All right. And let it rest for a few minutes and then slice it. And so you'll, it, it's like the meat's just sitting there in a sauna enjoying itself, warming up, warming up, warming up. And then you just hot and fast. Perfect. Give it a quick sear. Next time I'll And you'll have that. a tasty piece of meat. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just fear uh, meats like that, fear pink mm. when they see it. Pork, lamb, you know, similar in, in kind of their coloring when they start cooking. Mm -hmm. and, and people get so afraid of seeing pink. Well, with it, with a leg of lamb, you would take it all the way up to almost 200 degrees until you could twist that bone, and it just peels out of the meat and falls off the bone. All right. And different cuts require different cooking methods. Some things are hot and fast. Some things are low and slow. And so best to, if you're not sure, best to give it a Google and see what other folks are doing out there and hit the grill and have some fun. A rack of lamb's not a not a inexpensive piece of meat. It's uh you're probably for a single rack spending thirty five, forty dollars sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um so you don't wanna you don't wanna kill that thing and overcook it too. Well done. It's really best served up upwards to medium uh done this. And Ted, as uh, some of us have finally experienced uh, inviting people over and, and hosting again, we've had to think about appetizers and you've put up uh, on your uh, social media an unbelievable stuffed poblano pepper and it looks absolutely great. How do you make these things? Well, the the, uh, the poblano pepper comes from doing uh, the, the, the concept came from the jalapeno popper and I was just like, I'm tired of stuffing these tiny little jalapeno peppers. You know, you make your mix, you got to hollow them out, you got to put it in. Why not go with a poblano pepper, which has a little bit of heat, uh, so it just feeds the feeds the room a little bit better for those who don't like it super super spicy. And we took uh, I took a mixture of uh, 
smoked chicken, shredded it up, mixed it with some cream cheese and some smoked uh, cheddar and mozzarella cheeses, added some a little bit of diced jalapeno and a little bit of my bone dust seasoning, mixed it all together and then stuffed it into a half of a poblano pepper. Took two slices of bacon, stretched it out so it doubles in length, and then wrapped it in that poblano pepper. I went into my charcoal grill, uh, had the temperature set at about 325 degrees, indirect, and uh, smoked those peppers and, and heated those peppers up until the bacon rendered and got nice and crispy. And that cheesy chicken mixture on the inside uh, got all ooey and gooey. Yeah, you and that took about uh, up to an hour to do. <laughs> And it was pretty tasty. I was just thinking about this because, yeah, it's, that's a great, like, appetizer, and that's terrific. But uh, at home, quite a bit, we'll stuff r- regular peppers. I'll do, like, pizza stuffed peppers and different things. So you could actually, as a as a part of a, an entree, you could take, like, a red pepper, a yellow, an orange, whatever, and, and stuff it with that mixture and wrap bacon around it, right? Anything you want. Yeah. Anything you want. That's for sure. And if you want to go the other direction, you could take ghost peppers and treat them like the jalapeno and stuff them with cheese and chicken and blow your head off. Yeah. It, would, it would treat something like something. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. 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 Right. It would make you pucker. Yes, sir. Well, the photo you On both ends. Yeah. Right. The photo of just that cheese starting to ooze out of the cracks of the cooked bacon. It's, it's a splendid thing to see. Teddy, if people want to talk to you about racks of lamb or... Stuffing peppers or anything to do with grilling, how do they get a hold of you? You're going to find me on social media at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.